Now, Betty, um, what are we going to do tonight? I'm going to kick some ass! <laughs> Chicago, where the fires serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the Sox run the south, the Cubs run the north, but the Bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the street. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Happy New Year, bitches. <laughs> episode 125. Damn, I'm ready. Episode 125 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off for your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Right now. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you're a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash True Chicago Sports Fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, no matter what Z says, it's not a backslash. It's a forward slash. I don't care how many times you <laughs> see that. That is going forward. Okay. It's the same script we use every single 125 episodes with. So go over to anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans and click on support to subscribe today. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? Oh, yeah. Then tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. Whether it is uh, E-Rock and Big Z, whether it's the guys from the No Water on the Weekend podcast or all the other guests that we have on this show. If you enjoy the content, share it with other like-minded sports fans. And, uh, you know, let's get this party going. It is time for 2023 to get in full effect. It's the Jordan year, Z. What's up, brother? How how was your New Year's? Uh, New Year's was nice and quiet, man. Just home with uh, with my mom and her boyfriend, and uh, pretty much just kept it chill, man. Just um, I didn't want to leave. Uh, I thought it was more easy. It was easier just to be at home and just relax and be able to watch some TV and uh, hang out with the family. But um, it it was definitely a quiet one, uh, except for the you know the game of is this fireworks or these gunshots especially in my neighborhood if you know where i live you know it is the wild wild west right now where i live you gotta be careful so we haven't played that game for a couple hours like oh yeah that sounded like gunshots yeah let's go with that <laughs> want to know what's messed up is that i used to live on division and home and i remember i think it was uh it was either thanksgiving or christmas and we lived in a basement i lived with my guy at the time i was like 19 yeah and uh, we lived in this shitty just like roach filled apartment you can imagine the division of hamlin that they would be over there <laughs> and i was the girl i was dating at the time we were on the phone with you heard just loud pops outside and and 
you know, it was like, oh, what's that? And I said, ah, probably someone got shot. I was bullshitting. And then you go outside and you see the blood and the candles, like literally inside the gate, right by our front steps. And I'm like, it might be time to move. Oh yeah, definitely, it might be a time to move. Yeah, I'm, fu- I'm fully, uh, I'm fully aware of how that situation plays out. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, it was, it was cool, man. Um, and then you know, we're back on the, uh, on the hardwood over there, bowling at Tuesday Night Magic, and uh, we uh, came up with a great sweep, playing one of the, uh, one of the better teams that there. I think they were t- uh, top two. Uh, so we are now in second place. Uh, we've been creeping up. Uh, you know, we, we got a new bowler on our team and we're, we're uh, you know, getting that chemistry. In. And we were short last week. We we're only bowling with three guys. Uh, so he had his average out there. So, you know, uh, when you bowl, uh, when you don't bowl when you, and you have to use your your your, uh, your average up on there, um, it takes 10 pins away per game. So if his average was a 168, he, we're giving 158 for each one of those games so they penalize you for not showing up so uh it was it was great to to you know show out i think uh the, the guys came to me the first game i really had one of my worst games of my entire life with a 102 or 108 or some bullshit like that uh be a high score for me so i don't know what you're <laughs> yeah i couldn't get it out of my head and then uh, after that I, I i was able to figure out for game two and three and i bullying my new average of 150s 160s so um it feels good to be on top you know we are the champions so everybody's coming out with the uh, guns blazing for us so um we are i think like two more weeks uh of this quarter and uh so you want to be at the top so that way you can solidify a spot in the playoffs at the end of the year also the higher you are on the rankings the more money you get at the end of the quarter so you know we need that little bit of change to uh keep bowling and uh keep drinking yeah, I mean you got you you got to make that that uh, you got to make that money so you can support your habits, right? I mean, isn't that the whole uh, isn't that the whole point of it? That's the whole point of this. <laughs> yeah, but look, hey, look, what, what you're saying right now is that you know it's lonely at the top, and whatever you do, you always got to watch motherfuckers around you, right? Oh That's how God. it is. Yeah, at the top, right? So if you're at the top, look, and, and I mean, if, if we're talking about comparisons, that's how we were when when we uh, when we won the softball championship. Everyone's gunning for us. Everyone, hey, who is that? Who is that? Okay, that's what it is. So you know what it is to be at the top, and and uh, once you're at the top, you know people are just coming to try to knock you down. So I mean, as long as you can stay up there as high as possible and prove to them why you belong there, I mean, you you'll be good, man. Oh, thanks, brother. Thanks, brother. So, lastly, but uh, not, I mean, you know, least last whatever <laughs> we started. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's been a long day today. Was my first day back at work, so um, I. Usually I have a little bit of anxiety going back to work, and uh, I woke up at four, didn't go back, couldn't go back to sleep. So, got to work a little early, and uh, you know, got to see the kids come in. Uh, they were excited to be back. Um, you know, kids are they love, they crave being at schools as much as they may say they hate it. This is where they're able to be social, have fun with their with their friends, and and uh, have a good time while still learning. So it was it was a pretty much a long day, you know, setting expectations and boundaries all over again. Uh, had some fun. We did uh, circuit training and then some other uh, classes. The lower levels got to do some from open gym and you know do some tumbling and uh, uh, play with the scooters. You know that makes their day. Scooters always makes everybody day. Hell yeah! I mean, like, look. It sounds to me like the school that you work at now has a lot more resources than the schools that oh, we no. went to back in the day. Oh, no, no, no way, sir. No way. I literally have six scooters for a class of 28. Okay. <laughs> uh, we well, Let me tell you something. 
uh, I, I remember our calisthenics and our, our, you know, our, our classes where you had the gym and you had that, uh, that those, those uh, rings that hang from the ceiling. Oh yeah. yeah the Olympic rings, the Olympic rings, a ladder. And then they would bring the ladder down and plop that in a bunch of uh, wrestling mats. And you had to climb across that. Okay. <laughs> That was it. That was the whole extent of it. So I mean, and then and then I remember floor hockey with the uh, with the busted uh, with the busted uh, uh, what was it called um, uh, hockey sticks? Hockey sticks, yeah, yeah, the hockey sticks. Yeah, that and I mean, like you know, that's that's what we did. So you know, and this is again in the '80s and the early '90s. So you know, if I'm gonna age myself, that's where I'm putting it. So you got to think, like even like nice shit back then would be garbage. Today. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, there's hundred percent. I mean. I have the limited amount of space, and that's pretty much the the issue. Because I, we can come up with games and and you know use whatever materials we got to make something fun. I can come up with shit on the on the fly. That's not a big deal. But it's just really the the we had, we had big six six big pillars in the middle of the lunchroom slash gym um, that kind of hinders for what we can do. But hey, man, we make it work. If the little kids are okay. It's more for the bigger kids. It's hard for them to do something with you know. We have a eleven foot ceiling, so it's hard to put a rim up there can't play volleyball because you hit the ceiling tiles it's it's kind of frustrating so you got to find different ways to keep these kids entertained so how was your holiday so we haven't we haven't been on air in a while yeah i mean you know we had the new year holiday i honestly we we we've just been trying to uh, relax and like kick it at the house uh you know just take it easy watch a bunch of football um do you know do the family stuff on on uh christmas we always go by uh my wife's cousin's house so we yeah. just kind of did that and uh new year's we just kind of hung out we hung out at the uh the house here um you know I, I got i got a pizza that took me like three days to eat because <laughs> it's funny because my 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 older daughter she would only eat cheese pizza up until recently mm-hmm. and i think when she went to a birthday party at a uh, a spot over here and she rediscovered pepperoni and sausage pizza she's like oh so now when i make my home run in frozen pizza she's like yeah i'm in it would the the one that surprised me was last week when she was she just went back to school today but last week she uh uh popped in a, a sausage and mushroom pizza in the oven i was like really is this who are you <laughs> first of all uh that was for me uh <laughs> Because you know, now here's the thing. I said, now I don't know about your family, but when I was coming up, like if there was specific food that like your mom or your dad wanted, like you didn't eat that. Like that was for them, right? Yep. And the fucked up thing was that, like for me, it would, my mom would buy like Cocoa Krispies or like some delicious ass cereal, and it was just for her. It wasn't like she bought like two boxes, one for me, one. It was just for her. And I'm like, You're an asshole. Like, and then of course I would eat her fucking cereal, and she's like, "Why do you eat my food?" And I'm like, "Cause fuck you." Well, that's why. All right, welcome to On the Couch with uh, E-Rock and Big Z, where we discover our past traumas and try to deal with it uh, one day at a time. Hey, that's, that's every week, man. That's every week. That's why we come out here in this Usually this trauma is uh, caused by uh, our local sports teams here. There we go. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, it was pretty good. Um, you know, uh, my, my eldest, she had... Uh, She's been having these little spells where she'll like uh, get dizzy and and not not quite faint, but she feel she feels faint. So uh, she had a little uh, um, you know uh, a checkup there, did some blood work just to make sure she's okay. And uh, you know she we we actually took her yesterday to the uh, to the ER because yep. she was she was just standing there doing dishes and she got she sat down and I come check on her and she's super pale. And I'm like I've never seen you know what I mean I've never seen a little brown girl get like white lips before that kind of kind of freaked me out so you know we're just hoping that she's uh she's gonna be okay she's she seems to she seems to be okay i mean she's a she's gonna be a teenager next month so you know she's her body's all just weird shit right now so 
you know, uh, I'm just I'm just trying to make sure that she's okay to continue her softball activities because those are firing up again soon, and we're gonna be uh, the travel team is is still going, you know, uh, but uh, but the house league is coming back in full effect the next couple of weeks, so it's gonna be busy. And I got to make sure that she can go out there because uh, she's gonna have to be one of the stars of the show this year. Yeah, she's definitely uh, uh, growing. Like every time I see her, I'm like, "What's up, stretch?" Because she is getting taller and skinnier, and just like. Five four already. Yeah, she looks and she looks like a a, a a house plant is just growing and growing, and she's just stretching. Um, so it you know hormones at that age are just out of control. Uh, so hopefully it's just nothing. You know, when you started saying that, like she just started getting uh, fainting spells, it reminded me of Sopranos when Tony would get these uh, panic attacks and just black out. Yeah. And like, yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. But you know, hopefully it's nothing, and uh, you know she gets better. So yeah, Abby, hope you can feel better. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what I appreciate that. And the funny thing is, is that the two times where she's felt faint is well, she's been doing dishes, so that's a hell of a trick. <laughs> oh boy, that's gonna be your thing. I, I can't. I'm gonna pass out if I do the dishes. So right, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Well, I'm <laughs> Good change, cop out. <laughs> I'm gonna have to change your meal name from dishwasher to something else. <laughs> well, like I said, we've been watching a ton of football and uh we're going to be talking all about this uh interesting bears season i think it kind of went the way we thought it would go but did it go the way we wanted it to go we got all that plus a very interesting uh, uh matchup between the detroit Lions and the green bay packers which i thoroughly enjoyed oh yeah and also touch on our one of our favorite coaches of all time and the namesake for my little kitty cat that we've had here for Whoa. quite a long time lovey lovey uh smith did us uh favors making sure that we all in chicago know that he is still a true bear at heart we're gonna get to all that plus stirring the pot and what you looking at but first this is the big three with big z Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's story. Story number one, and this one is right up your alley, sir. That's right. It is Oreos, the one thing you love. The Oreos have come out with an Xbox series. So these cookies are la- not labeled. They're, they're imprinted with these logos from xbox so you'll have the controllers up uh a b you'll have the the xbox actual symbol the oreo symbol uh the x and the y so you're looking at the xbox edition oreos so they partnered up uh, with america's favorite cookie uh the oreos to create xbox themed cookies which are now available in 22 countries starting this month the cookies feature six embossed designs like i just described and uh they come with codes that unlock oreo themed content in games such as halo infinite uh forza horizon 5 and sea of thieves Uh, and there's also a bunch of real world prizes that are going to be up for grabs so you gotta you gotta start buying some oreos and uh play some xbox i don't have an xbox but this is pretty fucking cool yeah i mean look what they're doing is is you get the embossing of the cookie on there and instead of having like you said instead of having the traditional oreo design with the oreo logo in the middle uh you're getting like it's like a b up up down left right xbox all this other stuff so i mean essentially it's a it's cheat codes imprinted on the embossment of the oreo cookies um you know what this kind of reminds me of is is we're watching uh snack versus chef uh, where they had to recreate snacks and one of the things they did have to recreate was uh was oreos one thing i 
didn't know about Oreos is that they're vegan. So there are no eggs in the cookies. There's no butters and there's no butter oh. in the cookie. It's just oils. So uh, the way that they make the cookie and the way they make the uh, uh, the filling in there is very interesting. And and this is this is right on par with Oreo with Nabisco. Um, I mean, they've been creating so many weird flavors of all these uh, yeah, last yeah, couple yeah. years. I mean, you know, we're, we're I'm looking at a list right here, and you know, everyone knows the traditional Oreo. You had the regular Oreos. You got the the one with the chocolate in the middle. You got the double stuff. Um, they even came with the thins for us fat guys who just feel like we're like, yeah, I'm only eating 10 Oreos. Yeah, you're eating <laughs> the same amount. Um, but here's uh, some of the weird flavors that I looked up here. And I think maybe we'll uh, we'll save some of these for our uh, later segment. But I want to put this in the back of your head so we can think about this the rest of the show. A couple of weird Oreo flavors. Number one, Swedish fish flavor okay. uh you got fireworks which had some pop like pop rocks inside the Ooh. cream uh, wasabi i'm sure this is uh, mm. only in china in the summer of 2018 um hot <laughs> chicken wing oreos and uh also in uh in china fruit punch candy corn now first of all no nope. first of all nope that's a against humanity. Uh, you got Peeps flavors, which is the worst, uh, worst candy ever to come out in, especially when you're trying to enjoy uh, moving away from winter and going into nicer weather. And they throw some fucking Peeps at you just to ruin your day. Uh, watermelon flavor, kettle corn, and uh, pina colada. So we're gonna talk about this a little bit later. It's mm-hmm. a little bit in depth, but I just kind of wanted to throw that out there for those of you thinking about all the weird Oreo flavors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's been some other ones. I think there's been like an apple pie one. There's been um, there's been a couple of other ones. Uh, Red velvet, I saw. Uh, so they, they're they're doing their thing and uh, yeah, cola root beer float. Oh God, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, I can't wait to talk about that in that later segment. But story number two, and sticking with our theme today of the bears, a Connecticut family discovers black bear hibernating under the deck. And they said he's been super chill. I mean, duh. I gotta be a black bear. <laughs> <laughs> a Connecticut family who discovered a black bear hibernating under the deck has welcomed the animal to stay as long as the bear remains respectful. To, as if, what, is, <laughs> what is he gonna do? Pay rent? What the fuck does this mean? A little over a week ago, Vincent uh, Dash. That's quick. Sure, we'll go with that. And his girlfriend went in the backyard when the dog began to growl at something near the pool. Uh, Dashwick went to investigate. He saw a big black bear staring back at him from underneath the pool's deck. I really didn't have a thought. I just thought I just kind of was shocked. Uh, Dashwick told uh, Nextstar's WTNH. He was staring right back at me. I didn't know what to do. I just wanted to make sure my dog was inside and safe. Unlike other bears Dashwick has seen in the backyard, this one doesn't appear in, does not appear interested in returning to the forest. He says he's been super chill. I've gone out to check on him a couple times. He really hasn't moved. Um, and they nicknamed him Marty. So he's pretty calm for right now, he said. Well, no shit. If he's fucking hibernating, he's not going to do anything. Here's my favorite part of that whole story. As long as he remains respectful, because <laughs> what are you going to do to the bear that is no longer fucking respectful? What are you going to do? Like, not renew his contract? Like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that bear is going to snap you up. Hey, Yogi and Boo Boo, you're going to make a good lunch for the fucking uh, That little puppy dog's going to make a good lunch, man. <laughs> hey, there's going to be a lot of bears going to be sleeping on their decks pretty soon when they get cut. 
that's true. That <laughs> right. that, that's kind of unbearable. I know. I know. Hey, hey let me tell you something. Uh, if you had a Packer under your deck, um, <laughs> you don't know what that guy's gonna do. And yeah, we'll save that for Boys Town. Oh. <laughs> All right, story number three, and uh, we didn't get to this last week because it happened as we recorded, or, or a couple of days after we recorded. But um, we want to reach out to uh, Bills Demar Hamlin and wish him a speedy recovery. He is back in Buffalo now. Um, if you don't know, and you've been under some type of huge rock, um, you know Demar Hamlin had a uh, cardiac arrest. Uh, at the game after a hit on Monday night uh, against uh, Cincinnati, um, he had to be revived. Um, it took about seven or eight minutes on the field to revive him, and he was taken to the hospital. And uh, he's been going through a bunch of neuro- neuro- neurological uh, testing and, and making sure that he's okay. So he's been breathing on his own now, and he's been communicating via Zoom with his teammates and family. And uh, he's listed as stable in stable condition. Continues to make. Uh, great progress in his recovery. Uh, the goal was to transfer him back to uh, the Buffalo area, the medical center around there. So um, he's made a bunch of milestones on the back uh, on his recovery, uh, and he's up. He's doing occup- occupational physical therapy already. He's already walking, and he's already tolerating a normal diet. So this is good news for something that could have gone so bad. And and thank you to the staff. Of, of both the Cincinnati and uh, the Bills who were quick to act and uh, um, pro- provide CPR. I, I will say this is one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen, uh, considering the fact, I mean, this this man. And, and, and for, first of all, let's give a shout out to the, the medical staff for both, like you said, both the Bills and the Cincinnati Bengals is happening in Cincinnati. And this is a this is one of those games that had so many implications behind it. You had Joe Joe Burrow and uh, um, and Josh Allen facing each other for the very first time in their career. Um, and you had, you know, implications as far as what's going to go on with the playoffs, seating, um, all this stuff. So, I mean, all eyes were on this game because that was really going to determine what happened in the upcoming playoffs. And, you know, what, five, six minutes left in the first quarter. DeMar Hamlin makes a, a, this, a, a routine tackle on T. Higgins. He stands straight up, adjusts his helmet, and then falls back like you know like a a tree in the woods and it's just he's just out so i mean shout out to the medical staff they performed cpr uh on him and they needed the uh the defib um you know they performed it on him for about 10 minutes and 9 10 minutes on the field got him got an ambulance on there took him to the hospital they had to revive him again and this was it seems like this was just some kind of weird thing where his chest just was hit at a weird angle just at the perfect storm where you know it, it just it just got him in it and it caused his heart to stop and you know the the first thing the first thing that that you think of is just you know, you look at players that that have collapsed on the field. You look at there. There's been numerous occasions, especially in in uh, in basketball, where you see some young, healthy kid just like collapse and they had a large heart and he dies on the field and he's you know on the court, 17 years old. So I mean, like the worst case scenario, you see Josh Allen in tears. You see everyone drop uh, to one knee in prayer and the way that the two head coaches uh, came together and, and made the determination that, hey, you know, we, we're getting out of here. We can't we can't be here. Um, we got to go and support our guys, you know. So, I mean, d- just the, 
the way that it was handled, I don't know if NFL handled it correctly because they no. just sat there and waited forever to see what was going to go on, to see what, you know, are we going to continue? There was word that came out that they had, they had five minutes to warm up again after yep. he, he was loaded onto the ambulance. But, I mean, this happened, and an hour later they were still just loading him up. So there's no way that after watching such traumatic events, such a substantial event happen on the field of play, that you could be expected to continue the play. And it got to the point where they completely decided, they said, you know what, we're not even going to continue the game. We're going to call it a no contest. And um, just to see the remarkable recovery, the way that he came out of it, he was able to communicate uh, via writing the first thing. And the first thing he says is, did we win? And the doctor says, you know what, Damar, actually you did. You won at the game of life. So you know really really incredible story the fact that he is uh, uh seems to be uh having a full recovery you know neurologically physically he he was actually released uh from the hospital this is monday he was released from the hospital and sent back to buffalo today so you know considering all of the things that could have gone wrong um you know this could have been such a black eye on on the, the nfl and the sport of football as a whole but i mean you know i i think watching the way that all of nfl came together regardless of who is in your division who your rival is any of that stuff um you know it, it, it was just it was remarkable to see the outpouring of support of love the fact that his charity that was designed and and and, and built to to you know for i think it was kids uh toys yeah he yeah. was asking for twenty five hundred dollars he's surpassed i think eight million as yeah. of today yeah and, it, it, and, that, that, that's a show of humanity and how much that people actually do watch football and actually do see these people as human beings i think the nfl like you said put gave the the teams five minutes and then they're like you know what uh the players stayed in the in the locker room and pretty much agreed like we're not going out there right now we're we're praying for our brother who literally died on the field and had to be revived that is a very very traumatizing event to to see and you saw it on every player's face um guys are doing prayer circles and and guys were in tears and they were not going to come out and i'm going to tell you right now the 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 players union for the nfl is very strong and they said we don't care about the game we don't care about vegas we don't care about the nfl we care about our fallen brother right now and all we can do is pray and, and do what we can for him um pretty cool story like you said that the, his charity was only asking for that small amount and they've got over eight million <clears throat> excuse me and um uh, this uh, you know this wrestler just jericho you know yep jericho. Jer <laughs> jericho. yeah chris jericho donated uh Ten thousand, I think it's ten thousand dollars. The first time he donated five thousand, and he misspelled. I think he misspelled his name, so yep. he donated another five thousand and with his right name. So, um, it, the outpour came from every nook and cranny uh, in, in our community, in our sports community, and everybody banded together. And the right thing to do was to call it a, a no contest. There, at the end of the day, this is entertainment, and at that point, it was not going to be entertainment. For you, for me, um, you would be wondering about this entire time. And it, it's it's beautiful to see, like, you know what? We're going to stop. We're going to look at this as a human being who we almost lost. And, you know, he's over there f fighting for his life. And, you know what? Football is now secondary. Absolutely. And and you're absolutely correct about that. And I'm just thinking about, like, you know, when you see, usually when you see an injury, 
on the field it's a group and and where you see that many people like in shock and in tears and break i mean it's some gruesome injury i mean i remember when alex smith went down oh yeah i remember when teddy bridgewater's knee and i mean and these are these are both of those players almost died from loss of blood or blood clots or whatever it was. Teddy Bridgewater was was another case, like I said. Um, I, remember, I, I don't remember the play, but I know Joe Theismann went through something like that where his whole leg, like, snapped. Uh, um, I remember Paul George's leg going, ugh. ugh. Yeah. Um, MMA fight. You know what I mean? So, like, you see these things, but it's usually, like, a physical injury. Mm-hmm. You don't see where, you know, someone's heart stops, right? That's not a thing, you know? And I, I think the symbol, the symbolism of all of this is was that it was his heart, and what you saw was the heart and soul and the outpouring of love from the entire sports community. Whether it was, you know, that the, the I, I'll, I'll tell you the, the the one guy that I want to give a shout out to that I don't know that people recognize in this scenario is Ryan Clark, who was on the call and was doing the post game with Scott Van Pelt on ESPN afterwards. Uh, you know, he had a very traumatic incident where he had something not like this, but something uh, where he was, you know, he had to go to the hospital. I think he had a really bad concussion, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, he was in the hospital and guys were showing up and all that stuff. And so you could see the sincerity and the tears in his eyes and then yeah. welling up and all that stuff when he was talking about, you know, what was going on at that moment. And we're talking about, you know, an hour and a half after watching a young man and they didn't know if he was going to live or die at that point. So I, I want to give a shout out to ESPN, the way that they handled the situation, Ryan Clark specifically, because Scott Van Pelt, I mean, he's he's in a class of his own, the way that he deals with things. But just to see a former NFL player recognize the situation and understand how to provide commentary that was thoughtful, that was emotional, that was informative, and that was, you know, a a calming force of nature for a lot of people who are swimming in uncharted waters at that time. Yeah, he did a phenomenal job. He was on on the panel during during the game when, when it happened, and they were asking him questions, and he he was literally searching for a way to be able to talk and they're like what's wrong and he's like it this, this I, I, it brought back so much emotion from his his uh his his injury and his what he went through so he understands from a player perspective he understands uh what it is to put your body on the line week after week and you know at any point any one of those guys can have a freak accident and fortunately for everyone that was watching fortunately for him and his family uh demar is okay and and he's looks like he's on a road to recovery will he play in the nfl again i don't know i don't know if i wanted to but uh and the on the high note the bills are paying his full salary even though he was placed on ir they came and talked to the players union and the nfl about uh circumventing the rule and they're going to pay the rest of his salary for the year which is the right thing to do and the thing with it, the thing, thing that people don't realize about Debar Hamlin is that he was not a starter. He was actually uh, a backup who started, came into the game around week four. So, um, and he took over that spot. So he's been. This was his year to shine. A young man, uh, 23, 24 years old. So, like I said, I mean, just the fact that we're sitting here talking about his recovery. And I mean, look, I know that the entire NFL world is is breathing a sigh of relief, not just because that he is recovering, but now moving out of week 18 and into this uh, playoff schedule where we're going to have a jam-packed weekend of football coming up. You know that there's 
I just don't understand or I don't know how they would, could possibly sit there and play after someone dies on the field, right? That's that's uncharted water. So, I mean, like, you know, I'm, I'm really glad that, that the kid's going to be okay. And I will tell you this, as far as him wanting to get back on the field, the fact that the first thing he said was, did we win? And, and then, remarkably, on the first play of the game when the Bills are playing against the Patriots, they take it back to the house. Naheem Hines took it all the way back. Uh, opening kick, uh, 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 you know, return for a touchdown. And I was listening to the, the presser earlier with the doctors disclosing that, you know, yes, we're going to go ahead and release him so he can go back to Buffalo. Because remember, this all happened in Cincinnati. Right. They came out there and says there were alerts and there was all this stuff going on in the ICU because he was jumping up and down when <laughs> they returned the ball. So I'll tell you this. I really hope that, you know, as far as his health goes, I hope that this was kind of just a freak thing. And I hope that the decision for him to either return to or you know, no longer continue playing football is his and his alone and has absolutely nothing to do with his physical health. Can't can't say it any better, Yi. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. Hey guys, it's Steven. And this is Sean, and you are listening to True Chicago Sports Fans. Don't forget to listen to No War on the Weekend, new episodes on Monday. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yeah, so we're going to go do a couple of shots, so let's kick it back over to Big Z and E-Rock. No War on the Weekend. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. All right, it's time to talk about our beloved Bears in three and out. All right, E, the conclusion to this chapter of the 2022 Chicago Bears, it's, it, it's here. The conclusion of the season is. And uh, I'm pretty sure if you go and roll the tape back, all the way back to the beginning of the season where we talked about expectations, and we both agreed that the wins and losses really didn't matter. What mattered was to capitalize on Justin Fields' progress, making sure that he's healthy at the end of the year without any injury. And uh, we talked about trading some people. We didn't talk about Roquan getting traded, but we did talk about uh, the, the uh, defensive lineman. Um, Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn getting traded because he was on you know, so many sacks and they could have maximized on what they could have got for him. You know, they got something for him, but not everything. Um, and then, you know, we looked at the roster and looked, eh, there's not a lot of talent here. So we expected a lot of losses. So 
I don't know, but we had a crystal ball and we kind of projected it. So we're just going to say we told you so. Let, let me tell you something, Zeke. The Chicago Bears are number one. Oh, yeah. That's right, baby. Listen, uh, I think, like I said a little bit earlier, our good friend Lovey Smith has once again proven his absolute and undying love for the Chicago Bears because for some unknown reason, he went out and actually tried to win a game that cost the franchise the number one overall pick. And 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 at the very last minute, on like a fourth down Hail Mary play, the Texans managed to get a touchdown. And then they went for two to win the game against the Colts, who are absolutely terrible as well. But that dropped the Texans down to the number one pick and awarded the Chicago Bears with the number one overall pick in the 2023 draft. And yes, we talked about the progression of Justin Fields being the most important thing that can happen for this season. Records didn't matter, right? We knew that it wasn't going to be a good record. We knew that they really had no chance of making the playoffs, of, of winning the division. So that was a moot point. We looked at what happened this season, and it was, you know, it was so exciting to kick it off, right? Because we saw that crazy ass. 49ers game with all the rain and Justin Fields sliding down the the, the uh, uh, sliding down the field after the end of the game, flying down in their first win of the season, mm-hmm. which would only which would, and they would only get two more for that whole. They finished the season on a ten game losing streak. Okay, I feel like it couldn't have worked out any better for the Bears. You know what? I didn't even know it was a ten game losing streak. 10 games, sir. I, I like until it was mentioned yesterday, I had no idea it was 10 games straight. I was like, wait a second, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, 10 games. Wow, way to tank. And you know what? The person you really have to thank out here is Ryan Poles for making those moves, not re signing, uh, you know, our dead weight uh, receiver. Uh, I don't even want to mention his name because uh, he's no longer, he's not even playing well either. Um, and what you have? He got, he got hurt. He got hurt. Allen Robinson got hurt. Uh, let me tell you, the Rams. The Rams are probably the worst uh, 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 defending Super Bowl team of all time. To be fair, everyone was hurt on that team. Everyone. Everybody. And they, remember, you, if you don't remember, last year they did it by hook or by crook. They got uh, Stafford away from the Lions, right? They got Von uh, uh, um, Miller. Von Miller, right? They had Odell Beckham. They had all these guys, and and they won by hooker by crook, and they they put together a team just like the Yankees do every year. They put together a team that managed to click at the right time. They got hot. They beat the upstart Bengals in the Super Bowl, and they got it done. This year, you got all half of those guys are gone. You got Von Miller who went on to Buffalo and then got hurt, so he's out for a while. Um, you got Matthew Stafford who who they let you know they let uh, they were like, oh, you're kind of hurt. Okay. They brought in Baker Mayfield, who got traded to Carolina and then released from there because he was not playing, right? Mm-hmm. So that was that was a great move for him. He comes in and right away he's a gunslinger. I remember he was there for like a day and a half. He won the game. I don't even know. I don't remember who they were playing. And then he comes out. It was like Monday Night Football Sunday. I think it was Monday Night Football. He comes down and he's sitting there and he's like, uh, uh, all right, I don't even know where the bathroom is in this place. I just got here. Now, the funny thing about that to me is that he had all those commercials when he was with the Browns where like the stadium <laughs> was his house and he's like, you know, all that yeah. shit. So, I mean, absolutely uh, crazy to see what happened with that team. When you look at these Chicago Bears, you, you, I want you to think about the fact that they were two and one. 
They were two and one at one point. First game of the season, they come out, they beat up on uh, uh, Trey Lance and the Niners. The Niners in a completely weird spot in their in their time because they couldn't figure out if they're going to get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. You know, they wanted to start Trey Lance. They couldn't trade Garoppolo, so they go with Lance. He loses against the Bears, and there was all oh, he wanted to be a tough guy going against Justin Fields. He was a we didn't know what Justin Fields had was capable as far as NFL at that point. They go out there, they win the game. Trey Lance breaks his leg and he's out for the rest of the season. Jimmy G comes back and they go on this crazy ass streak and, and now they're in the playoffs. They lose in week two, 27-10 against the Packers. Mm-hmm. All right, fine. No, no surprises there. Right. Week three, they win 23 to 20 against the Texans, which uh, which is why I don't understand how the Bears have the number one pick when you beat that team this season. <laughs> but whatever. Hey, look. Lovey stays doing the Bears favors, okay? And then they move on. They play against the Giants. They lose uh, uh, 20 to 12, right? That's a, that's a one-score game. You got an eight-point game, right? Yep. You get touchdown, one conversion, right? Uh, go to, what is week five now? Bears and Vikings. Vikings right now, what, number two seed, number one seed in the, in the, uh, um, in the NFC? Yep. They lose 22 to 29. Another one-score game. It's a touchdown game, right? Yep. They play against uh, the Washington Commanders and another former Bear with Ron Rivera. 12 to 7. Bad game. I mean, on both sides of the ball. It was just a bad game overall. And then they go on Monday Night Football and they get their final win of the season, beating the shit out of the Patriots 33 to 14. I love that one. I love that one. I love beating the Patriots. Beating the Patriots is so satisfying because Belichick looks so smug. Mac Jones looks so fucking smug. I want to smack him in the face. Coco right here. Coco okay. okay. So I mean, but look, you look at where we're at right here. Okay. We got one, two. This is like a three and three team right here. Okay. Three and four. Three and three. And then they just say fuck it and just lose every other game. <laughs> I mean, but if you look at the next couple of games, you look at they played the Lions. They lose 31 to 30. A very winnable game. They, well, so let's let's not jump ahead because the next game that I didn't see, I missed this game, was the Bears and oh, the Cowboys. Oh yeah, yeah. And this yeah. is where we saw. You got to remember is that that week between the Commanders, which was a Thursday night game, and the Patriots, which is a Monday night game, there was their mini buy, and they decided, hey, Justin Fields has two of these things that <laughs> that that work way better than anyone else on our team, and they're called legs. Let's see if he knows how to use them. And all of a sudden, they they went nuts, right? That was that Bears and Patriots Monday night game, the national game. For some reason, the Bears had a national game. Was the coming out party for Justin Fields, right? They go and play the the Cowboys, and and they get beat pretty soundly. But we're still talking about a high score for the Bears. 29 points when they hadn't done that in forever, right? 29 to 49, Cowboys on fire at that time. Playoff team. You you get your ass beat pretty soundly by them. Yeah, yeah. And I think what that tells you at this point is like, okay, we know we can score. That was the biggest issue with last year's team with with uh, Matt Nagy, with Andy Dalton, with not knowing what to do with Justin Fields, with Allen Robinson quitting on the team, with not knowing what's going on with Cole Komet. They could not score above 19 points a game. This year, they figure out that Justin Fields can run. Boom. 33 against the Patriots. 29 against the Cowboys. 32 against the, uh, Dolphins. the Dolphins, 30 against the Lions, 24 against the uh, Falcons, right? They're just not winning these games, okay? Dolphins and Bears, three-point game, playoff team. Lions and Bears, one-point game. Lions barely missed the playoffs. Yep. Falcons, yep. three-point game, 
they went on this little streak right here of just coming down to the very end and just not being able to pull it out. Yeah, and then that's exa- it made the games exciting because you're like, all right, Justin, can you do it? Can you do it? Can you can you bring us back? Can you can you be the guy that we saw with Peyton Manny and and um, Tom Brady? Don't give him any time to come back. And it, yeah, you saw those guys, those, those gunslingers that you know they have that 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 intestinal fortitude. Like, oh, you gave me a minute and a half. Oh, I'm gonna march down the field and score on you. And you right. started to see. Justin get that that timing down with some of the receivers. You started seeing him use his legs and say, all right, one read, two read. Oh, no offensive line, got to run. And you saw him make the defense stay honest because they now they know that he can run and he can run really fast and he's a big dude that can stiff arm you uh, as he showed a lot of NFL teams. You saw the progression of this, of this kid go from, oh, I'm going to stay in the pocket and get sacked because I, I'm defending, I'm waiting for my receivers to run their route, but they have no separation. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm sacked. He's like, you know what? I got I to gotta do something better. I got to put the team on my back. And you saw that in that four-game streak where they're putting points on the board, and they were very competitive until the fourth quarter when you saw the difference between having a lot of talent on your on their team and a lot less talent on our team. We have a bunch of rookies, second-year guys, who are trying to prove themselves to stay on this team because I would say 70% of this team will not be here next year as far as with the draft, with the free agency. You're gonna and there might be some trades. So there's, there's gonna be a lot of guys turned over, and you're gonna see that talent level rise because they're gonna want to play with Justin. They people are gonna want to play with Justin on the offensive line. We need to secure the offensive line, but the 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 offense is going to be able to score more points. And if you you give him an offensive line that that can protect them and not let a team take a cheap shot on him, like they do for Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, where you can't be touched, look out. We might be scoring 30 to 40 points a game. You know, the, the thing is, too, is that you got to remember is that there was a lot of injuries on this team. A lot of uh, guys on this team, especially on the offensive side of the ball, that really were, had, were still uh, building chemistry with Justin Fields. You had Byron Pringle that you brought over from Kansas City. He was still getting acclimated. He had a couple of injuries. You traded for Nikhil Harry over from the Patriots. He was a very big, tall receiver. We saw him have a pretty phenomenal catch, at, and but he couldn't stay healthy. He didn't have all that chemistry with Justin Fields. Um, Darnell Mooney went out and had some spectacular catches. I mean, he had some, he had at least two really, really cool uh, uh, athletic catches in the end zone for touchdowns. Um, but but he got injured towards the end of the season. So, I mean, like you look at the, the receiver, EQ, uh, EQ St. Brown, uh, nothing like his brother. I mean, for whatever reason, he just has an issue where catching the ball, even though the fact that the Bears gave him an extension for next season, a lot of people were upset about that. And I'm like, hey, this is just a, a depth move. You're Correct. making sure you already know our system. You're here. You're young. One player, though, that really had a coming out party this year was Cole Komet. Cole Komet. Uh, you know, he, I think he had uh, about nearly 600 yards. He had about seven touchdowns. I mean, he, and he had something like 50 uh, uh, catches. This is, this is, Cole Komet to me is like I've talked about before, Pat Will for the Bulls, right? If this guy can become a stud, become a superstar, I mean, a lot of things can rely on it because, what, like we said before, a tight end is always going to be a safety belt. Um, you look at the way that the relationship with Tom Brady had with Gronk. You look at, um, you know, a lot of these. Look at uh, Travis Kelsey and Pat Mahomes. 
The biggest thing that that we need to see with Justin Fields' this upcoming season is who they who they surround him with, what kind of talent they surround him with. They traded for um, uh, what's his what's his kid's name from uh, from the Steelers now. I can't remember his name. Chase. Uh, they traded Claypool. for Chase Cleveland, who I liked in college. I went, of course Notre Dame, Notre Dame, EQ, Cole Komet, all these guys from Notre Dame. But I mean, like, they, a lot of people still, you know, trash talking Chase Claypool because he came out towards the end of the season. He goes, you know, I don't like this feeling of losing. I think other guys should feel the way I do. And and Cap was on the radio just blasting him. He's like, you know, you you've been here for nine seconds. Shut the fuck up. You brought him over to be a part of your team. What is wrong with him being a leader? They're saying, well, he hasn't done anything. He's had an injury for like four four weeks. You need consistency. So now you go into next season. You got EQ. You I don't know what Pringles a one year deal. Yeah. You got yeah. Komet. Montgomery's going to be free agent. You got um, Khalil Herbert who, who's going to be coming back. You have some pieces there, but they really need to work on this offensive line. That's going to be ha- that's going to have to be done through the draft because there's not like no team gives up really good offensive uh, offensive linemen. It does not happen. Okay. They tried a bunch of different things. It just didn't work out. Tevin Jenkins is going to be a stud in this league. You see the way that he's a people mover. He's doing really well. So they do have some pieces here. Uh, but just just to finish off the season real quick, going into late November, they went over and played uh, against the Jets in New York against Mike White, the most generic dude of all time. And then they got their ass beat uh, 31 to 10. Uh, again, played the Packers. They actually had a very competitive game against the Packers. In the end, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was a pick six that that really kind of uh, topped off that uh, that nice ice cream sundae that was a little cherry on top. Losing 28 to 19 in Soldier Field. Uh, they took they look they they played really well against the Eagles, losing a five game uh, uh, or I'm sorry a, a five point game there. Again, another down to the wire game, 25 to 20 against the best team in the NFC. Um, and and that's with Jalen Hurts. That was a big matchup. Watching to see what's going to happen with Hurts. What's going to happen between him and and uh, Justin Fields in their first real matchup. And the thing is, there is that you know AJ Brown comes over to the to, to the Philadelphia Eagles, over from <laughs> over from the Titans, and and you see all the world of difference it makes. You, I talked about it before. Josh Allen gets Stephon Diggs. All the all of a sudden he's a superstar. You look at Tyree Kill and all the the cavalcade of wide receivers and and uh and pass catchers that kansas city has to give to Mahomes. right you look at uh um all the the weapons that justin herbert has over in in uh in san diego you know teams that play well young quarterbacks that play well have talent around them the bears did not provide that for justin fields i saw a lot of criticism about justin fields this year he's a running back they should use the number one pick to get one of these quarterbacks blah 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 you big dummies this is the first time in his 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 high school and his college and his nfl career that he's had to run that like that because that was the only option if your receivers are not getting open and you're about to get murdered you're going to run for your life. Justin Fields was sacked over 50 times. I believe it was 55, 56 yep. times yep. this season, surpassing the high benchmark that was set by Jay Cutler a few years ago. Okay. Uh, finishing up the last three games, Bears lost uh, pretty big by against the Bills in a game that I really needed Justin Fields to win because I needed it in my fantasy. <laughs> uh, 
but that that dad killed me so they lost 35 13 uh they got just completely walloped by the lions who proved that the yeah, hey, the lions at least this season were for real unfortunately they did not make the playoffs but they did uh they did profess their love uh for aaron Rodgers and making sure that he had a parting gift uh on lambeau field bye-bye go home <laughs> really sad. So, and let me tell you something the, he if, if there was one team that was going to knock off Aaron Rodgers and it wasn't going to be the Bears, I, the the Vikings are so fucking generic to me that I don't give it. I don't care about the Vikings, right? Yeah. Like the Vikings, like the the Vikings, are the little brother of the Packers, right? The Bears are like that 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 like Uncle Eddie cousin, like oh man, one day, one day, Clark, hey, could you buy the dog food for the kid? Uh, <laughs> um, but the Lions, right? This this scrappy like crappy forever team. And Dan Campbell, this big monster, and like literally every other player that's ever played the NFL decided to become a coach is on that team with Terry Glenn and all these guys on there, right? I think they have Deuce Staley is on that staff. Yeah, he is. Um, and and Aaron Rodgers was like, well, we can't lose to that team. Oh, guess what, motherfucker? You lost to that team. And it was so sweet to watch him and Cobb walk off arm in arm off and goes, oh mm, i'm gonna go do some ayahuasca mm. yeah so anyway uh last game of the season yesterday vikings beat up on the bears no surprise there but you know i think what you looked at right here um was what we call the absolute perfect tank job you saw justin fields come out and show some talent he shows arm talent he shows leg talent he has that sidearm throw because he's a baseball player um he's he's, he's got escapability what they need to do now is build a brick wall in front of him let him find a hole in that wall if he needs to but give him some support give him someone to throw the ball to that's it point blank that's what you need yeah that's definitely what you need so do you look at the bears to uh address these needs and there's a lot of holes so there's so many holes on the bears um, and like I said, a lot of these guys are not going to come back. Um, we talked about Pettis not coming back. Uh, St. Brown got renewed. And like you said, that's a deaf move because he knows the system. And you're trying to see if maybe he can, it'll click for him like it does for his brother. Um, his brother's a phenomenal player up there in Detroit. And uh, you're looking at what we have as far as a backup quarterback, Nathan Peterman, that he shouldn't be back. Uh, he, Nathan Peterman was the name from the the, the guy from uh, Seinfeld, uh, Elaine's boss. No, no <laughs> nothing. <laughs> no, no, like nothing. <laughs> um, there, there's a lot of people that that won't be back. I mean, we have uh, thirty. There's going to be thirty players, about thirty players in this team that are no longer going to be on the Chicago Bears going into the next season. I want to remind you. The Bears have the most cap space in the NFL going into in the offseason. Yep. And they have the number one overall pick. You could not be in a better position for a team like the Bears who really need to rebuild, who are in the process of doing so, who brought in very generic uh, Ibuflus. They brought in Ryan Poles, the former Bears draft pick. They are in a great position. If Ryan Poles cannot find a way to make this team successful with the amount of resources that you have in front of you. I don't think there's ever been a time where the same team that had the number one overall pick had this most cap space. I don't think that's ever been a, the case. This is the first time the Bears have had the number one overall pick since the 40s. 
the 1940s because we're coming up we're close to the 2040s and the 1940s mm-hmm. at this point but you have every tool in your toolbox to get this done yeah and it's easy to tear something down it's easy to trade away players or not resign players that's the easy job uh, when it comes to being a gm you can give away stuff you can not sign people that's fine that's the easy stuff now you have all this money for next year now you have an abundance of draft picks and there's gonna be more because it looks like they'll be trading down they have the opportunity to make this a, a parental playoff contender for the next 10 years the way they draft and buy and, and assign some players this is where we want it to be as we have a new young quarterback uh, that's going to be the face of the franchise we're going to secure a the the new land on the stadium by the end of the year we should have a new stadium with justin fields as he's he's going into his prime this is the spot right now. This is a spot for Ryan DePoles to earn his money because right now, what he did is he he, he cleared out the trash out of the out of the porch. You know, all that crap that's been sitting in your porch forever. He's like, no, no, gotta get rid of all of this. Get it gets. I don't want to look at it. Just dump it all out. Now, what are you gonna do with it with that room? What are you gonna build there? And you gotta and, build something for for the rest of the future. And it's not like he got rid of bad players, right? Cleo Mack was was going to be a free agent. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm actually, I, I don't know about that. They no. gave him a nice little contract, so they traded him over, and he's and and he was injured last year. He had something like seven sacks in eight games. He got injured. He's out for the season. Allen Robinson went over to the Rams and did whatever. I mean, like I forgot he was even on the team because they got so much talent over there. Cooper Cup was the other guy that they were missing in in uh, in LA, in which LA. really hurt them. Um, you know, they they traded Robert Quinn. And Roquan Smith was very upset about that. Our friend that took a picture with us, Roquan. Mm-hmm. And then he gets traded to the, to the Ravens, right? So, I mean, you know, Ryan Poles had a very clear direction in which he wanted the Bears to go. I want to I wanna put this number in your head, and I want you to remember this number for the next couple months. 119. 100 and uh, 119 119 okay let me start this again 119 million 119 thousand and 166 dollars in cap space the bears nearly have 120 million dollars in cap space the number two team the atlanta falcons 68 million that is damn near double the amount of cap space for the next team okay there are a lot of really good players coming up in free agency like i said david montgomery is going to be a free agent it, he was at his locker uh, last night crying you know he's a very emotional guy it was almost like uh, he was taking photos on the field almost like watching kb you know when he was getting traded from the cubs taking his photos um but you look at let's take i'm gonna take a quick look at some of these free agents number one lamar jackson lamar jackson i can't believe that the ravens have not given this man a contract this guy has been disrespected his entire career and if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get re-signed by the ravens they're fools they're they're idiots he's been out with the injury for the past four weeks and i promise you a lot of that is just the fact that he's like i am not gonna play and I'm not going to injure myself further if you guys have not paid me yet. And that's the case. Mm-hmm. Number two, Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, another for a free agent. I mean, it is crazy. The, the running backs are always risky on a second contract. 
But this is a, a game-changing guy, and he is the best free agent running back that you've seen in forever. Number three, the aforementioned Roquan Smith, right? So if you really wanted to, you could do what every Cubs fan thought was going to happen with Anthony Rizzo all those years and re-sign Roquan in the offseason. Uh, more defensive players, James Bradbury, uh, is going to be a uh, you know off of the Eagles. He's going to be a number one. Uh, he is a number one corner in the league, and they're going to be somebody's going to pay him a lot of money. Hope uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be opposed of, of of the Bears going after him. I know that they have some faith in the young secondary, but I mean you can. There's no no reason not to get better. Um, Javon Hargrave is another guy from Philly that uh, that is going to be a free agent, but Orlando Brown, yep. Orlando Brown, offensive tackle. Uh, currently with the Kansas City Chiefs, going to make another playoff run. There's a lot of debate on whether or not he should be a left tackle or not, but he is a great tackle. He's only allowed four sacks and 38 pressures this season, and he's been playing on a tag this year. Um, overall, he's he's allowed just uh, 11 pressures and two sacks over the last eight games, and he is so important to Kansas City that, again, they would be absolute fools to let him reach market, but it's possible and and with the amount of money that the bears have in that in that back pocket um there is a definite possibility that they could go after him one more interesting name that i want to put out there uh brady is a free agent uh there's there is a uh jesse bates from the the Bengals is also a free agent but a very interesting name is tony pollard tony pollard yes. back back in in dallas right now and imagine you get your hands on a guy like that right you have a guy that knows how to run the ball. He's a dog, right? If you pair him up with Khalil Herbert, that would be impressive to me. You, to me, you also need a third back just to kind of have a change of pace guy. But I mean, like, if you can pull off bringing in someone like Tony Pollard, Orlando Brown, and hey, maybe going after Roquan, bringing Roquan back, I wouldn't be opposed to that whatsoever. Yeah, I, I, I definitely was looking at the list that you're looking at, and I'm like, Tony Pollard, I didn't know he was going to be a free agent. And then Saquon as well. Like, hmm, you can't go wrong with either one of those two running backs out there to help Justin Fields with the offense. They can both catch the ball. They're dogs, like you said. They're going to power uh, through. And, you know, I think Tony Pollard's a little bit more elusive uh, and I think a little younger. But you can't go wrong with either one of those two. And if you, you can't get one of those two, then you go back and uh, circle back to Montgomery. Montgomery knows your system. Yeah, there's uh, one. Yeah, there's another running back here. There's another, there's another running, back. running back. That oh, Jacobs came from a Bears pick when they traded for Mac, and that's Josh Jacobs. I mean, I I would love that because he's on my fantasy team, so it'd be great to, to have Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's you know he's rushing for over a uh, thousand yards. Uh, he has three of them, three in four seasons. So he he's another dog. I mean. There's going to be some some talent out there that you can sign to better your team. And free agent does come first. Free agency comes first uh, rather than the uh, uh, the uh, draft. So you're looking to fill some holes. Why not be able to get your left tackle or the best tackle? He's only 26. He's going to be 27 next year. That's the prime of his career. You're looking at um, getting one of the three top running backs uh, that produce over 1,000 yards that are going to be available. Why not? You, what you want to do is stack all the talent you can in free agency and then fill the rest with the draft and, maybe, and then you can probably make some trades to get some players that may have not been available at the time but now that you have all these 
draft pick, this draft capital, you're going to and, and cap room because you can probably take on a contract from someone else who doesn't have cap room who is going to be strapped for cash. Absolutely, and and you know I, I think the most important thing, and I I think we I, I think me and every other Bears fan and every other NFL fan in the world can agree that the most important thing right now is just making sure that you protect Justin Fields. Another player out there is Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey uh, from Notre Dame. You know I, I love my Golden yeah. Dolphins. Uh, Twenty-seven years old, has been playing very good with the 49ers he's not he doesn't really get the the love that uh, you know a guy like trent williams formerly of the uh the washington football franchise gets but i mean mcglinchy is a name that you know like i said 27 years old he's only been in the league five years he has proven to be very valuable for a guy like garoppolo who really kind of needed to tread water he wasn't a great uh, a quarterback but he needed he needed to be protected so he could find the players that they have uh, out there and uh you know to me you build from the inside out right like yep. that's the way that you should be building this team work on you know look at who you got right now you got Tevin Jenkins if you're able to get some of these these high end free agent like i said offensive linemen do not hit the free agent market that often they usually get a tag or something like that so it'll be really interesting to see what kind of moves especially Ryan Poles being a former offensive lineman you should know the the what it takes to 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 perform well in the nfl you should be able to recognize technique when you talk about the the biggest problem that the bears had this season was that they could push their running was fantastic when it needed to be right so their their run protection was great but they could not protect against the pass and that's a whole different technique it's one thing to go forward it's another thing to go back and try not to get ran over by, by by a Mack truck, a Cleo Mack truck, if you will. <laughs> you no, know, but I mean, there is a lot of guys out there that you could go after that are, you know, legitimately legitimate NFL players, top ten players at their position. And you know, it, it, to me, if you're gonna go after after um, veteran players, if you're gonna look for free agents, you look for these these linemen that are just sitting out there waiting for you to give them a buttload of money and then you build a, when you're talking about your offensive positional players your skill positions you know a running back is it's just it's so risky to sign a running back right because at, at this day and age you're kind of a dime a dozen there's a lot of guys out there i think they're the kid from uh, um uh illinois is coming into the draft there that you can always do Wide receivers are, are kind of nice to see him shift around. There was a lot. There's rumors out there about the Bears going after Devontae Adams because he's not happy with going on with with uh, um, the Raiders, with the Raiders and all this stuff with Derek Carr and and David Carr going nuts on the Raiders on, on NFL Network. Um, but look, skill position you can take a you can take a shot at a wide receiver. You've got a couple of young guys that are reclamation projects, whatever. Hey, let's see what you got with a full season with a full year of Luke Getze under his belt, being a full having a full year of being an offensive coordinator after watching his former offensive coordinator crash and burn in Denver, which you know I I want I can blame that on Russ all day because he sucked all year. Oh, um what a shit show. I mean he was awful. I mean, like I, I feel imagine like imagine that the bears almost traded for russell wilson this season yeah a lot of stuff they was a bunch of like three number one picks for him and and a couple of twos and some players it was it was a ridiculous amount of 
of of, of capital yep. that would have really set you back. And I, I am so thankful that the Bears didn't pull the trigger on that. And you see the the result is that it, he would have been killed on on this offensive line. He would literally be in, in like a, a piece of china a china plate just just in thousand pieces on the floor because there's no way he would be productive in this offense with this with this lack of talent and it shows right there in denver who has a little bit more talent than we do uh and they definitely cannot cannot uh move forward and that 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 organization is is a shit show right now and and denver has good pass catchers on that team they do they have very good uh, pass catchers and you got jerry judy um tim patrick but he was injured there's a, there's guys out there on that team um that you know uh, look uh let me see a couple of guys that i wouldn't mind taking a look at juju from uh uh he got that one-year contact uh, contract in kansas city again uh, along who else was it uh valdez scantling they they got the all the uh, hyphenated guys on their wide receiving core this year um, but yeah, I mean, there there are guys out there. Yeah, DJ Shark. Uh, yeah, yeah, baby Shark. Doo, doo, I uh, mean, I would love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, there are players out there. Nicole Hartman. Look, build, build your line, build your interior offensive line, work your way out, and then fill in the holes. Right. This is the way that you build a franchise in the NFL. Take advantage of the fact that Justin Fields somehow fell into your lap when you had Mac Jones go before him, when you had Trey Lance go before him, uh, I think, uh, when you had um, Zach Wilson go before him. Justin Fields fell in your lap. You had to move up to 11. Ryan Pace gave us a nice little parting gift. You know, say whatever you want about Ryan Pace, about his hits or misses or whatever. He he had a clear vision of what what he wanted to do. It just did not. They weren't able to execute all the way right. And and the 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 drafting of Trubisky is hung over his head very very staunchly over his his time in the NFL and and after uh, after he left the Bears and went down to Atlanta. But there are so many options. There are so many different directions that that you could go here, and. Look, Poles, it is your it, it, it's your pooch to screw, right? What are you gonna do? You're not gonna hit on every pick. So what do you do, Z, as the GM of the Chicago Bears? You got the job. Congratulations. Yay. What are you doing with that number one overall pick in the NFL draft? You are waiting to the day before, maybe the morning of the draft, and see what the highest bid for it you're going to ask for a king's ransom because you can take a pretty good player there obviously we're not going with quarterback but what you're going to do is you ask for a king's ransom you're going to get a future a future future picks going forward and you're also going to add an uh, you know trade down in the first round that you can also flip again and get you may go even lower in into the the first round or even to the second round and just stack as many picks because at the end of the day it, it's unless you're you're picking in the first I don't know eight eight slots. There's really a fifty percent chance these guys are gonna pan out. So if you got fifteen picks, eighteen picks that you can uh, 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 amount, and you hit on nine, that's nine good players going forward on rookie contracts, and they're gonna be affordable and they'll be great talent. So you're gonna you're gonna see the Bears trade down uh, a couple of times in this draft. It's it's interesting because we look at who is. I still, I st- oh, that's what, 
See, I just figured it out. I'm such a smart guy. Ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't know the vast depth of my intelligence, because I actually looked up the NFL draft order and the reason why the Chicago Bears have the number one pick, Texans despite the, the Texans is that fucking tie, yep. which I completely forgot about. And what kind of sucker ties against the Houston Texans? Thank you, Lovey. I love you so much. <laughs> You're so great. You're my favorite. My favorite. Um, but yeah, so number one, Chicago Bears. And number two, Houston Texans, you big fucking dopes. Um, they obviously need a quarterback. I mean, Davis Mills is just a trash heap. And the number one, uh, um, if you look at the big board, for the first four, Bryce Young, Alabama, Will Levis, Kentucky, CJ Stroud, Ohio State. And if the Bears, let's say they swap with the Texans so they can get one of these quarterbacks. You're gonna you're gonna give up a ton, and you can go after the edge rusher Will Anderson from Alabama. A lot of people don't necessarily like him because they looked at him in the uh, in the in the bowl game that he played, and he was loafing. But I mean, like, you know, you're gonna go really high in the NFL draft. Are you really gonna be trying that hard? Yeah, it's 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 gonna be a, a great draft and a great free agency to look out for the Bears, and it's gonna be super exciting to see what happens in the future. So looking at some of these mock drafts, I mean, this is this is fresh off the presses right here because no one knew, no one thought that the Bears were going to get the number one pick. Uh, so this is from uh, Pro Football Focus. Uh, their number one overall pick from the Indianapolis Colts. Ah, guess what? The Bears trade. Indianapolis Colts take Bryce Young at Alabama. This says the Bears are sitting on a golden ticket with quarterback talent like Young in the class. The number one overall pick is going to be in high demand. The Colts make too much sense to be the team willing to offer a sweetheart deal to the Bears because A, it would still allow the Bears to be in striking distance for one of the two blue chip defensive line prospects in the class. And B, the Colts are desperate for a franchise quarterback after years of one season rentals at the position. Okay. So this one has the Bears shooting up right away um, to uh, or the I'm sorry, the Colts shooting up right away to make that trade uh, with the Bears to get Bryce Young at number one. And that's kind of like what I said. One of these teams is going to be desperate for a quarterback and trade up to number one for uh, one of these quarterbacks. Uh, and number two, the aforementioned Houston Texans are going to take uh, Will Levis, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, number three. Cardinals are going to look at uh, Will Anderson, who we talked about a little while ago from Alabama. And at number four, the Bears take Jalen Carter, currently playing and whooping on the uh, TCU Horny Frogs. Uh, Will Anderson out of Alabama. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Uh, this has turned into an absolute dream scenario for the Bears. Head coach Matt Eberflus gets the best defensive tackle prospect of the pro football focused college era since 2015. Carter is the three technique they've been looking for. One who earned 91.0 run defense grade and a 90 uh, passing pass rushing grade in 2022. So right away, we see the Bears uh, in this mock draft going after uh, a defensive player. Like I said, looking at Jalen Carter, looking at Will Anderson, staying in the top five and managing to move down, but not far enough that they're going to be out of contention for one of these uh, these rushers. I wonder what would be the, the package that the Bears would get for what is it? Uh, uh, was it they're, they're moving four spots? Yeah. So, I mean, what are you getting for that? You're getting at least you're moving down in the draft and you're getting what? 
three number twos or what are you getting for that what's the value on that because you're giving them a, a chance at a franchise quarterback right and i mean like like i said i mean this is just this is just the, the uh this is a way too early mock draft, right? We don't know what's going to go on. We got a couple. But, I mean, like, just looking at what, what's going on here, I'm trying to see if they actually have anything showing what the compensation would be. And they, they really don't. They're just saying, you know, oh, this would move here, this would move there. So it would be interesting because I really don't know. Let's look at the Colts draft picks real quick. Uh, Colts draft picks. Hey, look at that. Google knows what I want. So they have the number four overall uh, in second round. They have number 35. Third round, they got a trade from Washington. Uh, fourth round, fifth round, sixth round, and seventh round. They got a sixth round pick conditional from Buffalo. And they got a seventh round pick from Tampa. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of compensation if we're talking about a number one next year. It d- really depends on how badly they want Bryce Young in a Colts uniform, especially with whatever kind of craziness went on with them this season, uh, you know, picking up uh, Jeff Saturday after releasing Frank Reich, who was actually doing very well for them, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, just because, you know, Jim Irsay is a nut job, so he's just going to do whatever he does. Uh, so, you know, Jeff Saturday, the only head coach in the history of NFL to start uh, uh, to to coach <laughs> a coach an NFL game in which uh, he shared a last a, a name with the day of the week. I guess I don't know. I, I said, uh, was it Jeff Saturday? Who's been there since Sunday? <laughs> that so joke. Look, I mean, I, I think I think this is going to be a very interesting next six months for the Chicago Bears, especially considering that you know we're looking at all of this free agency money, all of this cap space, all of the picks in the world. Right? Yes, they traded that second round pick, so I will tell you that there has to be a second round pick in this year's draft that's included in any trade where they allow someone to come up and take that number one spot. One thing that I thought was very interesting regarding the Chicago Bears that came up today was there are artist renderings of what could possibly be a renovation for Soldier Field. The guy that put this together is a guy that is well known in the architecture world and is well known for redesigning and and refurbishing stadiums. The the renderings look beautiful. I mean, you ha- you don't have a you don't have a dome or, over Soldier Field, but you have a really nice concourse. You have your 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 um uh your your betting, you know, whatever the, your your casino or your off track betting or I don't know what the hell they they call it. Uh, yeah. Your sports book. There you go. Um, just like the the Cubs have, just like the Sox are putting in. You have a lot of different things that they're showing, you know, in a family area, blah, 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 blah. But you still have shitty parking. You still have cold-ass weather right by the leg. You still where it chills your bone, where, you know, the pee freezes before it even gets out of you. You know, you're walking around with a frozen bladder. Um, I, I, I just, I don't see, I don't see any way, shape, or form where the Bears are not playing in Arlington Heights in the next five years. The, yeah, you, you can pretty much book your ticket right now they're going to be in arlington heights there's no way that you want to go into this new bears era without a stadium and a venue a bunch of venues on a property that you own to make money on a 365 day uh uh schedule right they're one of the few teams that doesn't own their stadium so they lease the stadium from the park district so they only get revenue on eight 
10, 10 games, including the, the, the preseason. That is not enough for a, a, a franchise that wants to continue to build and move forward and be considered one of the powerhouses, especially being one of the franchise uh, 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 teams in the NFL, one of the original teams. We're, we're done nickel and diming. The Bears are, are, are a hot commodity. They're the number one team in the city. No matter what side you cheer for on baseball, everyone is a Bears fan. The Bears are number one in the city. Why not have your beautiful, tremendous stadium that we can build along with the facilities on the outside, the sports books, the hotels, the restaurants, have a whole complex out there. Why not have that? I'm sick of having, oh, just enough. Oh, just enough. I'm looking at these renders. They look beautiful. The renders look beautiful. But at the end of the day, where are the Bears going to play for the four years that that's being constructed? Well, yeah, they're not going to play in Illinois like they did when they were rehabbing Soldier Field. I, I, I want I want people to realize this team with no stadium, with no land. They don't all they own is is the land where Hallis Hall is, right? Yep. They are still the fifth most valuable franchise in the National Football League. A team without a stadium, without a venue. Cowboys. $8 billion. Billion with a B. Patriots, $6.4 billion. Cowboys are that much higher because of that stadium. The Rams with that brand new SoFi. Brand new SoFi field stadium. That thing is gorgeous. Yep. $6.2 billion. The New York Giants, $6 billion. The Chicago Bears, a team with no stadium, is worth five point eight. Billion dollars with a B, okay? If that doesn't tell you, and one thing you have to remember about the Chicago Bears is that yes, they are the charter franchise of the NFL. They've been playing the the, the Green Bay Packers since like 1684, right? Them the Pilgrims used to wear orange and, and blue, right? We know how old this this team is. We know what their significance is to the NFL. You can't have them not have a state of the art stadium. It just it is not a thing that can happen. You have to ride this wave where you have Justin Fields number one, where you have the number one overall pick, where you have the most cap space of any any NFL team. And by far, you pair that with a brand new stadium. Even if you were to rehab Soldier Field, you want to build your own stadium. That is what they should do. Look, we're talking about uh, Virginia Miskaski who just turned 100 years old. She is never going to die. She's going to look she's going to be uh, uh, you know what I mean like she's going to be there watching Justin Fields, you know, at, at his at his funeral in his wake because he died of old age, old age okay? That's how she's going to last forever, right? You have to build your own stadium. You can't stay. I'm sorry. It just it's it's just you can't do it anymore. You're worth 5.8 billion without a stadium is insane there's no way you can't do this yeah definitely and you'll see them if they do get the stadium and once it's completed you look at them being uh they will be jumping into the top three easily they'll jump into the top three. Oh yeah 100%. because when you have one of those humongous stadiums you you get a wrestlemania you get a final four you get you know boxing matches you get uh um super bowls obviously you're gonna get beyond there for a super bowl you get so much stuff that you can do there and then you can, you know, it, it reminds me of like uh, 
if you're gonna have all that land in the complex, you can actually put another uh, another stadium on there and do for smaller oh. venues, like if for a basketball team, you know, you, you could do like well, like Jerry Jones Land. You know, they put everything all together, so you you do have that availability and that time. Why not? Why not move move the Windy City Bulls over there? You know, you have so much stuff that you can do. So um, at the end of the day, Chicago Bears take care of business because uh, Ted Phillips is out and uh, they'll be hiring somebody pretty soon. Uh, maybe the guy from the Big Ten. I, that's what I keep hearing. Uh, but you look, you're looking at the uh, what the what they're going to do is is provide you with a beautiful stadium for you to go to. And I don't want to hear the drive to, to Arlington Heights because it's probably the same amount of time from you getting to from Chicago to Arlington Heights than it is from anywhere in the city to Soldier Field because the traffic's so fucking bad and there's no damn parking. All right, so stop complaining about that. Stop playing. Oh, Chicago teams gotta play in Chicago. Most NFL teams do not play in the city, the actual city that they that they're, they're named after. So get over it. Yeah, Let's move into yeah, it's a nickname. Move on to the 21st century where we can get nice toys. All right, I want to go to a beautiful stadium and then maybe even get a hotel and like, hey, you know what? I'm I'm gonna have a good time, have a good steak, uh, gonna have a good football game and enjoy my time at, at the hotel. Look, you got your hotel, you got your sports book, you got your casino, you got your alternate venue, you have your training facility, you have your practice facility, you have your tailgating, you have your parking structure, you have so many opportunities. This right here is a turning point for the franchise of the Chicago Bears because I want to tell you something right now. You have a lot of these kids right now who are very encourageable. They're very susceptible to lean one way or the other. That's why you see a lot of like 10 year olds and 12 year olds running around with LeBron James and Steph Curry jerseys and all this Mm -hmm. shit, right? This is your time. Make this team matter again. The 1985 Chicago Bears capitalized on a time in the NFL where they were starting to go international, where they were starting to have more media attention. You had cable TV being more available to more people so you're exposed to more uh, fans make this the time where you double your fan base it can be done make people care again not just this old fucks all right ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back with stirring the pot after a word from our sponsors True Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15. TRUEFAN15. For 15, 15, 15, 15, 15, 15% off your entire order. Let me say it again. That's gritclothingco.com and use the promo code TRUEFAN15 for 15% off of your entire order. This is Enrique Calderon coming to you from True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast. Come check me out on social media, Enrique Calderon Official, on Instagram and Facebook. Check us out. Y te lo dice, Enrique Calderon. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. 
Oh boy. It's time for stirring a pot. All right, brother. So you you introduced it at the beginning of the show. We talked about the abundance of Oreo flavors. So you're gonna give me one of these random flavors, and we're gonna discuss whether it's a yay or nay. So uh, do you? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. I'm, let's do. I'm gonna do quick fire. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout it out there, and you say yay or nay right okay, away. Yeah, ready? Okay. Okay. We'll go. Okay. Cherry cola. Yeah. <laughs> that threw yeah. me off. Oh shit. Okay. That threw me <laughs> off. Okay, that one I'm I'm gonna say maybe yeah, and it has pop rocks. Yes. Has pop rocks. Okay. Uh, banana split. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh sh- rainbow sherbet. Yes. I'm out. I'm out on that one. Uh, that sounds gross. Watermelon. These are okay. So t- to be fair, this this uh, sherbet and the watermelon one is the the vanilla and not the not the chocolate Oreo. Yeah, that would make sense. They do, it wouldn't pair great with chocolate. All right, watermelon. Yes, I'm out. I'm out on that one. I'm, I'm uh, gonna try them. I want to try them. Berry burst. So this is uh, looks like uh, supposed to be strawberry ice cream Oreo. Yes, I'm in with that one because it's got chocolate and strawberry. I'll try that. Uh, cookie dough. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll house that fucking bag. No problem. <laughs> chocolate, double chocolate. Yes. Fuck yeah. Swedish fish. No. no I'm out. I'm out. No. <laughs> No mas, Tomas. I'm out. Uh, marshmallow Krispies. So there's like Rice Krispies, and this is with the vanilla Oreo. Yes. I mean, one. I'll take one. Uh, red Velvet. And yes. this is a Red Velvet cookie. I, I I haven't had it. I've always wanted to buy those, but yes, yes. It's good. Uh, all right. Pina Colada. I will try it, but it won't be something I would buy. Uh, no. I don't purpose. Cool I, mint. So mint and chocolate. No, I don't like, I don't like chocolate and mint. Okay, uh, uh, Reese's. Yeah, I'm doing. I mean, the whole bag, <laughs> and then the wrapper. <laughs> the, the whole, yeah, bro. Like, okay, let me say something. I'm, a, I'm gonna eat so many of those. Like, I'm gonna have the, I'm gonna have the big pepperoni nipples, like a pregnant lady, but they're gonna be Oreos. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I don't want that visual. <laughs> you like bitches? Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, heads or tail? Oh, this is an easy one. Uh, lemon. Lemon cream with a vanilla cookie. Uh, no, I don't like the lemon cream. I've tried that. It's not great. Um, candy cane. No. No, I'm out. Firework. That's just Pop Rocks. We talked about yeah. that one. Peep. Garbage. No, 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 no. No peeps. Candy corn, candy corn in the fucking trash. No, kettle no. corn. This is with vanilla cookies and kettle corn. That sounds like a weird combination. I'll try it, but not something I would buy. That sounds good, though. That sounds sneaky good. Uh, yeah. PB&J. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, creamsicle. This is a cream cookie or the vanilla cookie with orange and and vanilla cream yes. in the middle. Yes. Yep. Fruit punch. No. Oh fuck no. S'mores. Yes. Yeah, I'm in. Uh, gingerbread. Ooh. Yeah, 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 I'm fucking with gingerbread. <laughs> yeah, fuck no, so. Neapolitan. So that's vanilla cookie and then uh, chocolate cream and strawberry cream, but it's 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 stacked like a Big Mac. Oh yeah, let's let's run that. Uh, mocha, Dunkin', Dunkin' Donuts mocha. No, I don't like Dunkin' flavors. You don't like? Well, it's just coffee. I mean, it's yeah. just coffee. No, you're the coffee drinker. More, you drink more coffee than I do. No way. I drink a lot. Of coffee. Uh, root beer float. No, I don't like root beer at all. Really? I don't like root beer. No. Uh, strawberries and cream. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. Give me a couple more here. Cotton candy. That's no. a vanilla. Cookie. No, I'm fucking. Nope. Oh. Butter easy. That's easy. Which Cookie one? Butter is the cookie butter 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like some of these are like, yeah. Uh, jelly donut. This looks like a vanilla cookie with cream and then some jelly in the middle. It's kind of weird. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm down. I like jelly donuts. Uh, apple pie. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, fruity crisp. That it looks like, uh, what is this? Fruity pebbles? Yeah, I love fruity pebbles. Who doesn't? Ooh, mystery Oreo. It doesn't say what it is. Uh, and it's probably Malort. Let's uh, all right, chocolate hazelnut. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah, that's like a fair or share. Last, but yes, exactly. Last but not least, this looks like the most exotic flavor. It is Tide Pods. No, it, it that's not real. Tide Pods, it's not real. That's not God real. But I'm pretty sure dumbasses would eat it though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Steven, we're talking to you. Ooh. Yeah, we, right. I thought we were going to keep this Welcome shot free this time, but I guess not. First of all, I mean, let me tell you something. Oh, Th- boy. That boy takes more <laughs> shots at me than than a fucking alcoholic kind of, on St. Paddy's Day, okay? Like, I don't know what his problem is just because he's wrong all the Let me tell you something. It's not a hot take when it's just bullshit, right? Wow. He's like, oh, yeah, 65 wins. You understand how many 65 wins are? Like, you would have to, like, not show up for a good two-thirds. I mean, and when I say not show up, I mean forfeit. You have to walk into the season. You say, okay, uh, you know, starting June 1st, we just forfeit everything. That's how you get. It's insane, the shit that he says. And he's like, no, this is a regular. This is not a hot take. This is real. There's no way. Uh, Hey, the Pirates won 65 games. Right. And on accident. Yeah. Yeah, so um, they're like, we were trying to lose. Like, good job, guys. I, I, I'm fairly. I'm gonna enjoy cashing in on that bet for sure. Oh, my, my favorite. I didn't hear the 200. That means you didn't listen to the, <laughs> to, to, to the podcast, sir. Oh boy, yeah, he's in trouble. He's in trouble when it comes to that bet. Yeah, um, I can't wait. <sighs> can, can so when we're getting close, when we when the when the when the White Sox gets the sixty four wins, can we just like make sure that we are wherever at a bar somewhere just so we can watch? Him? We have to right, yeah, sixty four wins, and we all have to go to the bar just for every game that that would be sixty five. So it'd be like like chasing the 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 seventy one home runs, right? The the record, got to keep oh, going to the game to see when it happens. Yeah, of course, and we're gonna film it, and we're gonna put content out there. Of course, we're gonna fucking, yeah. I, and then I'm gonna make him drink the most nastiest shit. For my celebration, but doesn't he like Malort? No, no, Steve. Uh, uh, Sean does. Sean loves yeah. Malort. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. He, he likes to take those little, those little quick little shots at me, but it's usually like "fuck you, motherfucker." And I'm like, "Are you just? Are you mad because you have sweaty feet from wearing socks? Loafers uh, <laughs> with no socks? Is that what's happening?" Wow, just taking shots at the boys. <laughs> yeah, I got to. I got to. I mean, you got a hipster and a millennial. What do you want? Yeah, it, we really do uh, cover all the bases over here at 606 with just about everybody's taste here. So, yeah, uh, Sean's an outdoorsman and uh, likes to take pictures of birds with his camera. And uh, he goes traveling with his wife. And, uh, yeah, he's very much a hipster when he, he likes the way he dresses. But he's a cool fucking dude. Let me tell you what, that flyer that I made of them both in drinking uh, capacities, I thought that encapsulated them perfectly, right? Like, you know, Sean, like, leaning up with, he's got, you know, he's got a beer in his hand, and he's got the, you know, the dog at a leash, and they're just kind of looking at the camera, like, this is outdoor, what are you doing with technology? And then Steven trying to look sophisticated, uh, you know, <laughs> and the, off in the background. Yes, I'm just enjoying my drink alone in my sports coat. 
That's <laughs> both of them in a nutshell. I thought that was uh, me. To me, that was like, okay, you could put that in a billboard. But like, yeah, I know exactly who those two guys are. That, that's exact. And when you hear them, you're like, yeah, that's them right there. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, All right, yeah. brother, I got uh, one question for you before we go. What you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? Man, I've been watching a lot because I had three weeks off. But uh, <laughs> most recently, <laughs> you watch a lot with my entire vacation. Yeah, uh, recently I've been watching uh, Kaleidoscope on Netflix. It is a fucking phenomenal show. Um, you have uh, it's pretty much a a heist. Um, so very like Ocean's Eleven. There's a heist. There's a group that's put together to to complete this heist. Uh, father and daughter relationship kind of thing uh, happening there. Uh, he was estranged because he was in prison. And now he's trying to get his revenge by this bank heist. So um, he was a, a you know a con man uh, or, or a thief, you can say that. And he paired up with a con man. A con man, uh, you know, flipped on him, and he went to, to, to jail. So Kaleidoscope pretty much takes place um, depending on how you watch it, because uh, it's called Kaleidoscope. Because every time you watch the series, it's going to give you a different episode and not a sequential order. So you're watching the entire heist, entire story from. Um, different points of view because of the way you're watching the sequence of episodes each episode is a different color so you uh you may press play and you may get red i may get green and then you know it goes into purple or yellow or whatever but you, everyone is going to get a different uh order of, of the episodes so, so I, I haven't watched it yet but i am familiar with the show from what i understand you can pick which color you which color you you watch in what sequence and the reason i say that is because netflix themselves came out and says this is how you watch it in chronological order this is how you watch it backwards this is how you watch it by color this you know what i mean so it, I, netflix has been doing a good job over the last few years of introducing their choose your own adventure theme uh yeah which is what this is they i think they did it with black mirror which i still haven't seen that that uh that new uh version of it that they did um there is uh, this this reminds me very much i don't know if you've ever seen the movie memento um oh yeah yeah where they work backwards and it's you know you have to try to put put all the pieces together uh as as you go through that uh, that was a, a phenomenal uh phenomenal movie um but yeah this is this is on my list i think uh i think my wife watched it a little bit but uh but yeah, it's definitely on my list to check out. Yeah, it's 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 very entertaining. Uh, you know, everybody loves a bank heist and, and that mur- kind of like a, a murder mystery. Um, but yeah, that's something that I really really enjoy so far. Um, another show that I've been watching. Um, uh, oh, I just finished Yellowstone, the newest season. I just finished the newest season of Yellowstone. Uh, ready to get my cowboy hat and my Wranglers on. <laughs> yeah it, it's it's uh had his mid-season season finale so um they'll be back in a couple of weeks but it is a phenomenal show well written well acted um something that you should get on i think there's four seasons available on peacock i want to say and then the other one is is Watch any of the spin-offs yet the guy i think it's like 18 something and then 19 something i know yeah. one of them yeah that's exactly like, yeah I, I watched the 1880 something um when it first came out uh, with uh, sam elliott that was a great great show uh surprisingly the way it, it surprised how I, it, it ended right there but uh uh, the 1923 that one's that's where i'm at right now i think i'm on episode two of that one uh that one's with um um indiana harrison, jones yeah harrison ford and i think glenn close also yeah yeah so, so he's getting great tyler sheridan taylor sheridan is uh i didn't you know if you don't know who he is 
if you remember Sons of Anarchy, he was the deputy uh, under the, the he was a, the deputy, the white boy, the, the one that was a straight shooter. Um, uh, he ends up getting run, he ends up getting murdered. Um, he gets he, yeah, he gets he gets run over by by whatever another bike bike gang whatever. But um, yeah, he did a couple of the other shows after that. But he wrote and he's been directing and producing this this entire uh, world per se right it's this western world that he's, he's actually producing and he's actually you know a uh, 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 known writer of horses and he has his own ranch and all that stuff. so he's really about that lifestyle so um a great great series to watch you can watch any of these series in doesn't matter which order you watch them because there's reference to each other so um definitely something you want to watch and then lastly um what are we uh, two things that i did watch was avatar in 3d uh oh. Oh, okay. I fuck it. I really enjoyed it. It's a very long movie. I took like three pee, three or four pee break, break, breaks because you know I got a baby bladder. So Bro, I, you, take, you take a pee break in a fucking sitcom. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's facts. You can always pause a sitcom though. Um, <laughs> that yeah, I literally just I was like, uh, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. Um, definitely was something that uh, uh, I really enjoyed. And then the other thing that I did watch and that we didn't talk about was watching Top Gun. Um, Maverick, uh, and if you got sur- great surround sound, you turn that sucker up and hold your fucking nuts because that <laughs> it, it really feels like you're in the cockpit and that that motherfucker is going. And then when he does the inverted and the nine G's, they're like, Oh my god, this is great! So, um, one of the best sequels that I can uh remember to date right now, um, I would say you know, Terminator 2 is probably the best sequel in my, my opinion. Uh, as far as when it comes to, to a franchise, but Maverick is a close second. Considering the fact that they were made like thirty years apart, it, that's pretty incredible. That's that's high praise. They're very uh, high praise. The <laughs> <laughs> thing is that the two things that you've watched are sequels. Yes, yeah, they they are sequels. So, uh, and I'm also excited, you know, to see all the rest of the uh, um, Marvel universe. That there's gonna be a bunch of movies that come out this year, so I'm excited for those. What are you watching, you- brother? Did you watch Black Adam yet? I did. It was it's hot garbage. Really? Yeah, it's very lackluster. It's it's in, literally like WB was holding the rocks nuts and saying, "Do what you want. Look pretty. Look do this." Not Is not. Yes. Yeah, don't even watch it. Don't even watch it. I mean, I'm gonna watch it eventually. When you're I gonna remember. fall asleep, I fell asleep watching it. Okay. To be honest, I'm gonna do that anyway. Yeah, but you're gonna fall asleep within the first ten minutes because it, it is it is not good. Is Adam not black? That we find out he's actually Samoan. He is Samoan. Hey, let me say something. The, the Rock sitcom that the, the, is awful too. So I mean, it's, it's, it's oh, I love that one. I think that's hilarious. So it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make it. It's dumb. Anyway, uh, so I watched a couple of things. Uh, season two, part two. I don't know anymore. Of Chicago Party Ants. Uh, we talked about this before when season one came out. Uh, she is a <laughs> she is a barfly that lives uh, uh, at one of the last remaining rooftops that are not owned by uh, by the Ricketts family. Um, that's the whole premise of the show. And uh, yeah, this one right here, if you are a Cubs hater, you will love it. And I only say that because of some of the th- weird things that happen with a character. And there is a character on the show that is a Chicago Cubs player, not a real person, but they introduce a Cubs player and um yeah, it's going to be real easy uh, for Sox fans to pick on the characters in this show. 
Um, but you know, I love it. It's it's literally all about you know Ditka and sausage and hot dogs and look at me, I'm from Chicago. Like that's mm-hmm. that's the whole uh, thing of that show. And uh, the other thing that I watched, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen this yet, was uh, the first season of White Lotus on HBO. No, it's funny because I'm a big HBO supporter. I watch just about everything on there. Is how is it, man? Uh, so it's very good. It's not what I was expecting, but I also don't know what to expect when I come into these shows. I just, you know, it's like Westworld. Like I don't, I haven't seen it yet, and all I know is that there's like people fucking robots. Like that's my whole, my, my whole uh, knowledge of that show. And I know that got canceled. One show that got, uh, um, but yeah, White White Lotus is, is very good. I don't want to spoil any of, any of it because you kind of you do need to experience it for yourself. Uh, it's a murder mystery. You spend a lot of time just kind of guessing about who was the one that is no longer alive. Uh, and I'm thinking I might start season two or maybe 10 minutes of the first episode of season two. Maybe the same. Hey, there you go. <laughs> uh, one, sh- one show that I, I did want to shout out. Uh, we talked about it before. One of my favorites is called Inside Job. Uh, it was about a group of Illuminati, uh, you know, that, that uh, is is underground. And uh, even though it got a second, um, it, they won't call it season. They call it, you know, I don't know what they call it. Uh, it was essentially a second season, but they didn't call it that. Um, but yeah, that actually, it came out today that Netflix is canceling it. And that's really depressing because it is fucking funny and it is real tricky to navigate. So oh, if you man. haven't uh, seen it yet, go ahead and check that out. And of course, I'm, I'm all about the adult animation. So uh, Chicago Party Ant is, is the other thing on that list. Good shows. Good shows. Yeah. I, well, look, hey, your vacation's over. So no more like, you know. 17 hour sessions watching fucking Yellowstone and all the other bullshit on Peacock and Paramount. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You, you didn't watch any old WrestleMania or anything like that in there all that time to get I, off? Actually, uh, I think it was it this week or this weekend or probably even today. Uh, uh, season four, episode one of This Is Awesome, I think it's called, or which is a really good one. They have another one called Rivals. They have another one called. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the show, but it's on season four as well, and uh, it's literally the best moments of Raw. So it uh-huh. goes, yeah, so it goes all the way from like the first episode of Raw when Razor Ramon loses to the one, two, three kid, to you know Steve Austin coming in with the beer truck and fucking dousing everybody, or The Rock, you know, making fun of people and shit like that. So it has like all the moments. I think it's about two hours long, so it's really cool to see you know nostalgia wrestling. So. Eh. Of course I'm watching wrestling. Of course I'm watching was, Paramount. You know what's funny? I was just talking to someone the other day about, like, I think Kurt Angle is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I've never seen anyone with that much technical skill in the WWE and that, like, actually could play a character. And he was so fucking corny, even when he had that, that little hair hat when he shaved his head and all that shit. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was. It, it, I just remember, like, how impressively technical he was when he was wrestling and. uh yeah, man, that's my wrestling thought of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Of the <laughs> New year. segment. Yeah, so WrestleMania comes out. Hey, look, hey, we're still waiting for Gigantor's uh, wrestling podcast. So once that once that uh, comes out, I'll stop. You know, with these very compelling and and interesting and thoughtful wrestling segments that I keep bringing to the show on a weekly basis. There we go. <laughs> all right uh before we go i want to uh give a shout out real quick to liam Hendricks. uh he was uh, diagnosed today it came out uh that uh he has non-hodgkin's lymphoma 33 years old the uh eccentric and uh um effective uh closer for the chicago white Sox. um 
one funny thing I will say about this, and that's why I kind of giggle when I was talking about it. Um, when it was something when Cancer found out that that Liam Hendricks got it, it said, fuck, shit, damn it, because that's how Liam Hendricks talks. So, Cancer, uh, good fucking luck with that one. Yeah, uh, Hendricks is a fighter. Uh, he was quoted as saying, uh, as a professional athlete, I've always been mindful and try to use my position in public eye to to most positive ends possible by shining a light on causes or issues that touch close to home for myself, my wife, and my family. It is in that spirit that I want to share some personal health news I have learned in the past few days and do so on my own terms. So, I mean, this this guy has supported so many great causes from the uh, bringing uh, UK, Ukrainian ref, uh, refugees to the game and treating them to, to a shopping spree and all that stuff, to uh, supporting Little Leagues, to, uh, you know, gay rights or, or whatever it may be. He's been a supporter of animals as well. Um, and this guy is just always giving back to the community and great causes. And this is, uh, you know, everyone, it, it fucking just sucks. You know, this is a good guy and, and um, can't fuck cancer. This is all I want to say. Just fuck cancer. Like, I just say, I hate when, when sh- good people get cancer. You lost your mic. I mean, look, uh, uh, bad people, you can get cancer all you want. Good people, yeah, stay away, yeah? That would be cool. That would be cool. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, also, uh, once again, I got, shout out to the fucking Lions because I, I love I love the <laughs> fact that you knocked out Aaron Rodgers and you so saw He thought for sure that he was going to win. So, hey, uh, you know, hey, fuck you. Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> I just got to say that. Uh, you, 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 and Aaron, you and Randall Cobb can walk off, you know, lockstep and, you know, Go fuck each other. Go fuck. Anyway, all right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 to check out for 15 percent off of your entire order that is true fan 15 go and get your shirts right now and don't forget to check out the rest of the 606 media lineup the newest show in the 606 family is no water on the weekend with Stephen and sean it's a pop culture forward podcast that dabbles in funny trivia, film, television, music, and Chicago-centric news and happenings. New episodes are available on Mondays wherever you get your podcasts. And NBA is back in action. 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, and Shy Native Entertainment presents All Net. Make sure to check out All Net with Mike Logic and Ideal after every Bulls game for breakdown and analysis. You can check out uh, Mike Logic when he's not touring because he just dropped his new single, Chips. Uh, Mike Logic and Joey Childs. This is uh, produced by Max Julian, M I C L O G I K. Go check out his band cam. Go check out YouTube. Go check him out on tour. He's all over the place. Um, the first, it's the first official single from Mike and Joey's upcoming EP, Too Much Text Volume, or Too Much, yeah, Too Much to Text Volume One. So make sure you go check that out. The Shy Native Radio Podcast is now available on all major platforms. Mike Logic, Ideal, and Throw MC talk about sports, movies, and all types of ill shit. Go and check them out right now. Shout out to Ronesh, 
Panic Serious Beats and custom made for the beats we played on today's show. Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molemen merch and gear. Check us out on social media. You can find us at True Shy Fans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, IG, Spotify, and reach out to us on our email. We want to hear from you. Reach us at TrueChicagoSportsFans at gmail.com. All right, for E-Rock, this is Big Z. We'll see you next time for episode 126. Until then, be good to each other for the love of sports. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. That's all. Oh, I shouldn't have had those artichoke poppers.